You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Good morning and welcome to Focus on the Liturgy, uh, element of an element of programming of Catholic Chicago. Here on WNDZ 750 AM, I'm Todd Williamson from the Office for Divine Worship. And I'm Timothy Johnston from Liturgy Training Publications. And we are here every fourth Wednesday of the month, uh, and uh, we spend our hour talking about um, all of the various aspects of the Church's corporate, liturgical, public Ritual life. All things liturgy. <laughs> it's all liturgy all the time. <laughs> all the time, that's right. <laughs> and uh, we, we talk about the various seasons. We break open various rites or rituals or liturgies of, of the church. Um, we we spent a, uh, have spent a lot of time talking about liturgy in the midst of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, last, last month we uh, focused on uh, Cardinal Seurat's um, letter to the uh, bishops' conference, the presidents of the bishops' conferences of the world, mm-hmm. um, and today we're going to resume um, a, a series that we periodically uh, we periodically get into. We haven't for quite a while because of other things, mm-hmm. where we just walk through various parts of the Eucharistic liturgy. We've broken open the introductory rites last year, mm-hmm. the liturgy of the Word, and. When we tried last to get into the liturgy of the Eucharist, Timothy, we didn't get past the preface. <laughs> no, we just kept going. I mean, we said really wonderful and great things, but but yeah, there's so many things to, to break open and talk about. So we're going to pick it up with that um, and continue breaking that open. And it, so the, the liturgy of the Eucharist is what we're going to focus on today. Um, I, you can't just jump into it without talking just a little bit about what comes before, right? Right. Because so everything everything in everything in the liturgy, everything leads to one another. Exactly. Yeah, it it flows. It's a great uh really you can't do one part of the liturgy without the other in this in the Eucharistic liturgy that the word leads into the table. Um, and the table leads us into the world uh, in that sense. So, uh, yeah, you have to kind of recap what we've talked a little bit about and, and set the stage as we dive in, into that. And it begins with the introductory rites, where the, the liturgy gathers us, gathers us into the body of Christ, gathers us out of our personal, individual, private prayer and into the prayer of Christ, into the prayer of the church, which is the, the Eucharist, the Mass. Yeah, and from the introductory rites, we move in, and those are brief. I mean, they kind of happen somewhat quickly, and from that point, we move into the Liturgy of the Word, um, where we break open, um, in normal times, a, an Old Testament reading, a uh, psalm, a New Testament letter, um, or something from Revelation, and uh, then the Gospel, of course. And that's where we hear the story of our salvation, 
and then the homily breaks that open and hopefully makes it relevant or challenges us, um, even maybe rouses us from our seat in this time in this place. And as the church says, when the scriptures are read in the church, God himself speaks to his people. So we enter into that dialogue between God and us in uh, the liturgy of the word. When when our through the word and through breaking open the word and and as as I often say, whenever the word is proclaimed, it stirs within us the hope and the praise with which we lift our hearts in the liturgy of the Eucharist that follows. Yeah, I mean, so everything that comes before prepares us for that. That's exactly right. Well, and just to continue then with that, in terms of the liturgy of the word, you know, we we profess our faith, which we're going to recapitulate even at the the rite of communion mm-hmm. itself. Um, but those intercessions then is really a pivotal point um, as we move from the liturgy of the word into the liturgy of the Eucharist. Um, those general intercessions are general that we come as the body of Christ. Um, we. Uh, exercise our baptismal priesthood at that moment, Mm -hmm. and we set aside our own sort of desires or needs. Uh, I mean, those are included in that, but it's not just my prayer. It's it's this body's prayer, yeah. and, and then we pray for the world, the church. Um, I always forget the four unless I look them up. Um, the world, the church, church, the poor, the marginalized, the community that's the present, community. and um, even though it's not listed, we always, always, always pray for those who have died. We do. Um, that's a whole nother show. Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, we, we used to talk about that in grad school. One of my professors was like, this is not part of our tradition. <laughs> we pray for the dead in the Eucharistic prayer, which we'll talk about. But anyway, again, that's another show. But you're right, we do. We pray for those yep. who have died in our community. Um, we lift up the names of those who are sick in our community. But it's not just those. It's the sick around the world. It's the those who have died um, around the world because we're one body in Christ. And in asking for those things which we need, then, then, then we are prepared. Then, then we are prepared to enter into the second main part of the Mass, yep. the, the Liturgy of the Eucharist. The Constitution on the, uh, Constitution on the Sacred Liturgy talks about the Liturgy of the Word and the Liturgy of the Eucharist as two sides to the same coin. Yes. It's not yeah. that one is, uh, you know, the, the, the overture to the other. It's, it's, <laughs> they, they are, they are um, separate but intimately, intimately connected. Well, right. And we've talked about this before, um, you know, the presences of Christ in the liturgy. I mean, so we can't forget, and Todd, you already said this, is that when the scriptures are proclaimed, it is God himself or Christ himself who proclaims that. It is just as as present and real, um, differently present and real than as or as the Eucharist itself, um, which is obviously the source and the summit. That was St. Jerome. I remember the show on the yeah. liturgy of the word. We quoted St. Jerome, who said, right. you know, the word is as much communion with Christ, right? Yeah, so, exactly. And, and then, of course, Christ is present in the community and in the minister, and then most uniquely and powerfully in the Eucharistic elements. Exactly. Which, yeah. which is the culmination of the liturgy of the Eucharist. But it's um, there's a lot that happens before. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the lit- so the liturgy of the Eucharist, um, technically, it begins with the preparation of the altar and the gifts, which happens right after the uh, uh, right after the uh, intercessions, the universal prayer, mm-hmm. uh, where where the, the simple gifts of bread and wine are brought forward. Just 
just simple. It's 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 flour, ground wheat mixed with water and squished grapes. <laughs> That's right. Very simple. And we hear that then in the prayer. Once the table is prepared, the altar is prepared with the corporal, with the the uh, vessels that are necessary for for the celebration. Um, in the the blessing prayers, that they are the work of human hands. Yeah. Like we hear that. We're not singing, of course, but if those are spoken aloud, where we fruit can of the earth and work of human hands, yeah. So it, the prayer itself reminds us of not only the simplicity, but that this gift that we share is our work, and God in return is going to bless and consecrate that as gift back to us. And and remember, we we talked about this when uh, uh, when we did break open the uh, preface dialogue, the preface, the first part of the Eucharistic prayer, um, that it's, it's, yes, it's bread and wine that we bring, but there's always the added gift of ourselves. Of ourselves, right. That what, what we do is, is we lay bread, wine, and ourselves on that altar. Um, and, and, and we hear that from the very beginning of the Eucharistic prayer, the preface dialogue. And we'll pick it up there when we come back from this break. Stay with us. Great. We'll be right back for more Focus on the Liturgy. gently used laptop or desktop computer that is gathering dust in your home? Consider donating to our Catholic Charities Veterans Computer Project. We will clean out your device, give it new software, and repurpose it for a veteran who is looking for employment. Your gift will make an incredible difference in a veteran's ability to find a job. Catholic Charities provides veteran services throughout Lake and suburban Cook Counties, giving participants an array of professional and personal support. Our veterans have served our country, and it is our privilege to serve them. To learn more about Catholic Charities Veterans Services and the Veterans Computer Project, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. Hey, it's Timothy Johnston here from Liturgy Training Publications. Over the past few months, I'm sure you've found yourself at home more whether it's working from home or watching live stream masses on Sunday mornings. As we begin adjusting to this at the beginning of the pandemic, one of the things I missed the most was gathering with friends at the parish. That's why we at LTP have created this new virtual gathering series called Living the Sunday Word. We meet virtually on Thursday evenings each week and reflect on the upcoming Sunday readings. And with that, we share stories to help us more fully reflect on the Word of God. I'm inviting each of you to join us, a group of friends meeting virtually from all parts of the country. So visit ltp.org for more information and to register. You won't want to miss this. Back to focus on the liturgy here on Catholic Chicago, 
WNDZ 7.50 a.m. We are talking about the Liturgy of the Eucharist. We've returned to a periodic series that Timothy and I have done over the course of the last year or so where we break open, uh, discuss, examine um, the, the four main parts of the Mass. We've done a show on the introductory rites. We've done a show on the Liturgy of the Word. And now we are spending this time talking about the Liturgy of the Eucharist. And, and right before that, that last break, Timothy, we kind of set it up. The beginning, the beginning of the liturgy of the Eucharist is all about is is all about lifting up our hearts and offering to God. Very simple, yeah. in, in in some ways, very simple gifts: bread, wine, and our very selves. Yeah, I mean that <laughs> it is that simple, and and consciously, I mean this goes back to what we we've said so many times on the show is that even in that moment of presenting gifts, if I'm not the one physically doing that, I'm still fully actively present and consciously participating because I am offering myself in that procession of gifts forward as the altar is prepared. I prepare my heart, my mind, all that I am as well to be placed upon that altar. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and, and yours. yours. Yeah. Right? And and I, I I would hope, I would hope that, that even there it causes people to stop and go, well, wait, wait, what, what, what am I offering today? That's a great question. I mean, in terms of like how many folks does that register with, um, when we say that on Sunday? Yeah. And sometimes it's, 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 it's more of a question of, okay, what am I, for me, I'll speak. What am I able to offer today? (laughs) Because it's sometimes, you know, there are some Sundays when I'm just not there. <laughs> oh my gosh! You know, yeah. I'm, I'm just not there, or whatever, or or something, whatever is going on in my life. I'm I'm just not able to offer myself completely this this time. Uh, yeah, but I, oh, I was just gonna add. It's funny you say that because I just said to that to my spiritual director last night um, about last week Sunday when I was at mass. I just was not present. I was playing music, and that was it. Like I just could not be mentally. I was not there. And, and I felt bad about that, but that was one of those moments where for whatever reason, I just was not present. And so uh, what do we do on those, on those, in those instances, we offer what we're able. Exactly. Right. We offer of our, we offer ourselves in as much as we are able. And guess what? God still accepts that gift along with the bread and the wine. Well, I always think of Galatians, uh, uh, and I don't, I don't remember the passage, but I remember a teacher once saying this because it's somewhere in Galatians it talks about letting the Holy Spirit fill in the prayer. Basically, I, that's not the exact quote, and I, I kind of rely on that when I, in those moments when I can only offer what I can, and I let the Holy Spirit has to take the rest. And and you're right, God is right there. The Spirit itself teaches us to pray in groans. That's right. <laughs> too deep, that's right? That's that's, what, that's the reference you're yep. thinking. Yeah, yep. yeah, exactly. And 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 God takes those gifts of bread, wine, and our very selves, and transforms them and gives them back to us. And they're transformed, not just for transformation's sake, but for the life of the world. For the salvation of the world, as the text, right? For the life of the world, for the salvation of the world, as the texts of the Mass remind us. And and as I said before that break, um, Tim, we see it it in the preface dialogue, Mm -hmm. right? The, The Lord be with you and with your spirit. Lift up your hearts, and and yeah. much has been written about that whole lift up your hearts, right? But it's, yeah. um, I I think that's and I and we've ta- I've said it here. I think that's tatamount. Lift up your hearts. What is it? 
what what does it mean to lift up? It means to offer our our whole selves. Yeah, to right? give to give all that you can be. But and, and to add to that, um, or, or or to enrich that image too, this that opening dialogue is that offering, but it is of, of self surrender too. Yes, in the sense of. Um, it's not just my prayer, but it is the prayer that we are going to do together. The priest is going to pray on our behalf, and we participate in that. Um, but yeah, we we give all that we are in this moment. And 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 do and do. I like what you said. Self sacrifice. That's yeah. in imitation of who, <laughs> the one in whose image we've been baptized. Right, and that's this is the memorial in which we're we're remember you know celebrating. Yep, yep exactly. And, and so we imitate that. Um, we. I mean, we live that Paschal mystery, and the liturgy helps us learn how to do that by its very nature. And 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 we hear that in the text. Exactly. I love the, I love the next exchange too. Lift up your hearts; we lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. And it is right and it, just. And and then you go, why? Why is it right and just? Well, the, the very next line of the prayer answers that question. It is truly right and just. Our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks. I, that, that, right, there's the reason right there. Yep. Why is it right and just? It is right and just. It's our duty and our salvation. Yeah, it, I mean, that, that's the answer, is that because we are baptized into Christ, we have a responsibility to offer this prayer. Um, and and that, that's why it's right it's, and just. That's why it's our duty. That's, yeah, that's why it is our duty. It is why it is our salvation um, that we come as baptized people. You, you know, because I hear, you know, so many people often, uh, especially cousins and whatnot, oh, why do we have to have this obligation for Sunday? Well, it's not an obligation as a penance. It's you're a baptized person. And our prayer is already teaching us it is our responsibility to gather as the body of Christ to offer praise and thanksgiving for the salvation of the world. It's, it's not about me. Right. Right. Alone. It's, <laughs> it's about all of us. <laughs> right. Always and everywhere. I love that. Always and everywhere to give you thanks. Father of mercies and faithful God. Just for the listeners, we are actually using the um, Eucharistic prayer for various needs and occasions. It's a prayer that you might not hear um, that often. Um, it's it's not often used on Sunday, um, but, uh, but can be. And... Um, uh, one of our previous shows, we talked about the various Eucharistic prayers, um, but that this is the one that we're looking at today. And for those uh, on YouTube and following us on Facebook, uh, the text is is actually put on on the screen there. Um, and so uh, the we're still in the preface. This is still part of the preface for the Eucharistic prayer. Um, and and I I like because it continues to remind us of why it's right and just. Right. For you have given us Jesus Christ, your Son, as our Lord and Redeemer. That's why it's right and just, because you've given us Christ as our Lord and Redeemer. He always showed compassion for children and for the poor, for the sick and sinners. And he became a neighbor to the oppressed and the afflicted. Is there anybody listening? Is there anybody in any church on any given Sunday who has not at one time or another been one of those? He always showed compassion for children, for the poor, for the sick, for sinners. He became enamored to the oppressed and the afflicted. Is there anybody who has never <laughs> been one of those things? Which means, why is it right and just to give thanks and praise? Because of what Christ, Christ has, has done, done for us. We'll pick it up there when we come back from this second break. So stay with us. We're talking about the liturgy of the Eucharist, the Eucharistic prayer. We'll be right back. 
life special. <laughs> I feel great. I got good grades. We've seen a huge surge in our kids now meeting or exceeding grade level. Come check us out. You may have never thought we were an option before. The word made clear is exactly what its name implies. It's an easy to understand explanation of the Word of God, the Gospel. Hello, I'm Father James McElhone, Director of Biblical Formation for the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'd like to invite you to take our free online Bible study program by going to thewordmadeclear.org. Our website offers an audio-based guide to the Gospels of Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John. Listen to my lectures and follow along with the handouts provided. There are even discussion guides. You can also explore the biblical roots of the Mass. And there are links to a wide variety of biblical sources that will benefit both teachers and students of the sacred scriptures. Just go to wordmadeclear.org to experience our free online Bible study program. Again, it's free at wordmadeclear.org. It's the Word of God. Enjoy. Welcome back to Focus on the Liturgy. We are talking about the Liturgy of the Eucharist. It's part of a periodic series that Timothy and I do, we've done over the, the last year or so, um, where we break open the, the four main parts of the Mass. Um, and Timothy, we're in the midst of the, the Eucharistic prayer, not very far into the Eucharistic <laughs> prayer, but, <laughs> but, but, but uh, we're talking about the preface. Every Eucharistic prayer has, um, even though there are 13 uh, approved prayers for the United States, all of them, all of them, all of them have the same elements. And this is the preface, this or the thanksgiving, mm -hmm. uh, as it's called. Um, but uh, uh, every every Eucharistic prayer has this. And, and we just saw that before the break. It is right and just our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, right? This is the thanksgiving. And then <clears throat> the prayer, uh, we're talking about how the prayer even, uh, even more goes in and tells us why it's right and just to lift up our hearts to the Lord, because uh, the very next phrase that uh, of the preface, by word and deed, he announced to the world that you are our father and that you care for all your sons and daughters, right? Yep. That's why it's right and just to lift up our hearts to give thanks, because by word and deed, Christ announced to the world that you are our father, our parent, our, and that you care for all of us. And, and because of all of that, all of those that sort of explanatory pieces of why we're gathered here for this Thanksgiving, and we sort of honor that, is, is then we, and so with all the angels and the saints, it says, because of all the wonderful things you've done, God, in our lives, yeah. and so we unite our voices with the angels and the saints, and we sing together that holy, holy, the acclamation um, that, that concludes that preface piece. And the holy, holy is really an important 
part of this. Um, it is joining, literally joining our voices. It's it's what it's what the prayer says, exactly. Right? So with all the angels and saints, we exalt, we bless your name, and sing the hymn of your glory. Right, and this is right out of Scripture. This holy, yes. holy Lord God of hosts. So it is. It is a. a wonderful hymn of praise. Um, and we hear that 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 uh, introduction to the acclamation might be a little different each of the prefaces. Slightly. But slightly. Really, like, but it really is. I mean, for the most part, any differences are slight. There's there's yeah. there's an expanded one that says, and so with all the angels and saints, principal, the principalities yep. and, and dominions and, and it thrones lists, and, it lists yep. the the ranks of angels. <laughs> but but they're all they, yeah. they all say the same thing. We join our voices to their great hymn of praise, right? And then the the acclamation and then the acclamation we sing holy holy lord god of hosts or three times holy 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 lord god of hosts heaven and earth are full of your glory hosanna in the highest blessed is he who comes in the name of the lord hosanna in the highest scriptural literally right from scripture i love how the liturgy puts the words of scripture on on our lips yes way more often than i think people are aware right oh my gosh yeah like good a good chunk of the liturgical text have some root in in the scripture so every eucharistic prayer has this acclamation this concludes the first part of the of every prayer every eucharistic prayer the preface or the thanksgiving um and 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 it sets the stage right for the prayer that follows the 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 preface itself does yeah and then so after that holy holy we move into kind of the introductory phrase again set helping us move and set the stage before the epiclesis that you are indeed holy and to be glorified so again once we are naming and announcing the goodness of god or qualities of god that you are indeed holy and to be glorified O god who love the human race and who always walk with us on the journey of life I, if we just heard that, if people heard that every, uh, who love the human race, I have to admit, I like the previous translation, lover of humankind. Oh, sure, sure. Oh, lover of humankind. But, yep. um, but, but this does it too, who love the human race and who always walk with us. That's just that reminder that God is always, it reminds me, it reminds yeah. me of the Exodus, right? It, God walked with them every step of the journey, and so he does with us, who always walk with us on the journey of life. Well, I, I just, just because you just said this, it's really a good point um, I, I, to kind of step back a little bit. One thing to remember um, in these prayers is they're addressed to God. Yes, And I like that always. you brought in the Exodus uh, because— um, it, God accompanied his people. God continues to accompany it because this prayer is addressed to God. That's a great remind, That's a great point, Timothy. Yes, all of yeah. these prayers, yeah. every Eucharistic prayer, in fact, the whole Mass, right? every prayer of the Mass is, well, almost every prayer of the Mass, is addressed to God yeah. the Father through Christ. So, so yeah. yes, we are addressing God the Father in in the in every Eucharistic prayer in yeah. almost every prayer of the Mass. So yeah, that's a that's a great point. And and so then that part continues that blessed indeed is your Son again, kind of unpacking these this uh, qualities. The only where it comes to my mind of God, but blessed indeed is your Son present in our midst. So acknowledging that Christ um, is present in this assembly because we are the sacramental presence of Christ, right? Uh, when we are gathered by his love and when, as once for the disciples, so now for us, he opens the scriptures and breaks bread. So we've opened the scriptures and we're going to break bread. What that makes me think of is the Emmaus story. Oh my gosh, every yes. Time. Yep, exactly. Like, 
as once for his disciples, so now for us. He yeah. opens the scriptures and breaks the bread. This, this, this celebration of the Eucharist is Emmaus. This celebration of the Eucharist is that experience. And I cannot stress the profundity of that. I mean, <laughs> like as simple as that seems on, on a piece of paper as I'm reading that, like when we hear this in the liturgy, it isn't just this long ago thing in the past. Like this is what Christ is doing here and now in this place, in this time when we've gathered on the 17th Sunday in Ordinary Time or the 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time or weekday Mass, like this is what is happening. And how do we help people enter into the mystery of that in a a more uh, conscious way, uh, attentive to what's going on? But maybe that's another show. It's, it's, (laughs) it's, well, uh, that's, that's the element of liturgical prayer, though. That's, that's right. the heart of liturgical prayer as its own form of prayer. It is a, literally uh, an encounter with the living Christ here, now, in our midst, at this moment. Right. And that's where, you know, blessed indeed is your son, present in our midst when we're gathered by his love, and when, as once for the disciples, now, here, today, for us. Yeah. He right. opens the scriptures and, and breaks the bread. And then from there, we move into what we call the epiclesis. Every Eucharistic prayer has an epiclesis. Except for one. Yeah, it's a little different. A, yes, yeah. four. <laughs> right? It's uh, Eucharistic prayer four. Oh, I thought it was Eucharistic prayer one, but maybe we can get back to you on that. <laughs> we'll, let's, we'll have to look. Let, let's but, let, uh, pick it up there after this break. we got to sure. take a quick break. We're breaking open the Eucharistic prayer. We'll be right back after these messages. Great. Throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, Catholic Charities has continued to respond to the needs of people who come to us for assistance. More than 850,000 meals and food parcels have been offered to those who are struggling with food insecurity. Over 108,000 homelessness prevention hotline calls have been answered. Over 22,000 people have received mental health services and $2 million in financial assistance has been provided to keep people housed. If you or someone you know needs assistance, email us at gethelp at catholiccharities.net. That's gethelp at catholiccharities.net. Or call 312-655-7700. That's 312-655-7700. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. The Cemetery Ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit catholiccemeterychicago.org. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837. Catholic Charities Schreiber Center for Human Services is now open in Round Lake. Due to the pandemic, we are limited in the number of in-person programs that we currently can provide. However, a food pantry is open twice a week and a Wednesday night supper is held with to-go meals every week. 
A wide range of senior services are now offered as well. If we can assist you or someone you know, please call us at 847-546-5733. That's 847-546-5733. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome back to the second half of Focus on the Liturgy. If you are just joining us, I'm Todd Williamson from the Office for Divine Worship. And I'm Timothy Johnston from Liturgy Training Publications. We are talking about the Liturgy of the Eucharist in this show. We're breaking open the Liturgy of the Eucharist, and we are in the midst of the Eucharistic prayer. And Timothy, before that uh, that break, we just started, you had just started, every Eucharistic prayer has this. It is um, technically called an epiclesis, an epiclesis. Um, Greek term, it's a, uh, but it, it's a very specific form of prayer. Yeah, it, it's a very specific form of prayer that calls down the Holy Spirit. It is. It, it, I always say that. I've been trying to correct myself. Oh, 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 say more. So it's, I, 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 I've, I've been trying not to use that. I always talk to say that. An epiclesis is a prayer where we call down the Holy Spirit. And then, but if you look at it and then that makes me feel kind of creepy because it's like <laughs> we have the power over the Holy Spirit. We can control the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But if you look at them, they are a prayer yeah. to the Father asking the Father to send, send the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. So I, I'm just... No, no, I you're do, right. I do that all the time. And it, when you said <laughs> that, it's like I, I try to catch myself on that because it's no. always, like we said earlier, it's always a prayer to the Father. No, that that is a great point. And that's something, no, that we need to think about because you're right because it says therefore father most holy so we are petitioning or asking we ask that you send forth your holy spirit to sanctify these gifts of bread and wine that they may become for us the body and blood of our lord jesus christ so yeah it is it is asking that the father send that god send the spirit the um, transformative spirit you yeah. look at you look at all the things that the Spirit has done in Scripture, and the transforming power of the Spirit, right? Yeah. It's it's the Spirit that hovered over the waters in the very beginning of creation and transformed the chaos into order. Yep. It's the Spirit that changed, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, a dresser of sycamores into one of the most powerful prophets, Ezekiel. Um, it's gotcha. it's it's the the Spirit that that the prophet says, I, uh, God God says, I will give, I will put a new Spirit in your hearts. Right? Oh, yeah, it's one of my favorite. I know Ezekiel again. It's the it's the same spirit that that led the um, the Israelites. Uh, it's the same spirit that transformed a ragtag bunch of frightened 
followers of a crucified yeah. Messiah into the evangelizers of the the Spirit, the transformative power of the Spirit, and and so it is here. And and just to add to that, transformative in our own sacramental life, not just here, but in baptism, in confirmation, um, yeah. that that the Spirit has been sent to us, if you will, uh, that we've called upon that, and we've been transformed because of that gift, which also then yeah. leads us to the celebration of the Eucharist. I mean, that's what... Over and over and over right, exactly. and over. It's the repeatable sacrament <laughs> of initiation. And so and so, uh, this part of the prayer, every Eucharistic prayer... Ha- I love Eucharistic prayer, too, I have to say. And so, Father, we ask you to send forth your Spirit like the dewfall. Yeah that these gifts may be. I, I just, I love that. So every Eucharistic prayer has this. And just to point out real like before we move on to the next one, that, that you'll notice when this prayer is prayed that the priest's hands um, are usually over the elements, um, you know, position. So also pay attention to gestures and whatnot yeah. that, that you're looking at through um, the liturgy because that communicates or embodies what we're praying or yeah. how we pray. And every Eucharistic, in every Eucharistic prayer, the epiclesis is always, always, always followed by the institution narrative. Exactly. And so that that continues with, On the day before he was to suffer, on the night of the Last Supper, he took bread and said the blessing, broke the bread and gave it to his disciples, saying, to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. And every... Every Eucharistic prayer has it. The words of Christ from the Last Supper, the the uh, um, the uh, words of of institution or the um, the consecration, or there's another term that I'm just not thinking of right now. The words of institution, the oh gosh, I'm not sure. Consecration, all of, every it's it's a formal part of the Eucharistic prayer. Take this, all of you, and eat it. This is my body, which will be given up for you. And continues then with, with the chalice um, in a similar way when supper was ended. Now, it's good to point out that, that this is scriptural, and it models a particular meal in the Jewish tradition, which we, yeah. we continue to celebrate. So Jesus was doing what was natural and normal um, in, in the meal that they were gathering. It was just unique because he gives himself to his disciples, just as he's doing here. So with the chalice, he says, in a similar way, when the supper was ended— he took the chalice, gave thanks, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. I always ask the question, <laughs> do what in memory of him celebrate this meal i th- uh, yeah i i, th- I definitely I, I think it's yeah i think it's definitely gather gather together yeah. for the lord's supper do this in memory of me do what gather for the the for this supper break the bread pour the wine but offer that thanksgiving offer like. that yes offer that thanksgiving Let's let's pick it up there when we come back from this break. Stay with us. We're breaking open the Eucharistic prayer. We're looking at the liturgy of the Eucharist. We'll be right back after these messages.
Caring adults make all the difference in the lives of adolescents. Catholic Charities understands this, and our mentorship program provides a free opportunity for youth living in Lake County to spend time, virtually, with volunteers who genuinely care about them. This program is ideal for youths age 9 to 12 who may need support navigating the challenges of childhood and early adolescence. Our amazing volunteers serve as friends and role models who help youth recognize their strengths and empower them to reach their full potential. Catholic Charities conducts a thorough background check on every volunteer, and our program coordinator closely monitors and supports each relationship. Mentoring is a fun after-school program that is totally different from remote learning. Virtual group sessions help youth enjoy fun activities with their peers, too. We're connecting youth with great role models. Join us today. To learn more, call 312-937-3375. That's 312-937-3375. The Word Made Clear is exactly what its name implies. It's an easy-to-understand explanation of the Word of God, the Gospel. Hello, I'm Father James McElhone, Director of Biblical Formation for the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'd like to invite you to take our free online Bible study program by going to thewordmadeclear.org. Our website offers an audio-based guide to the Gospels of Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John. Listen to my lectures and follow along with the handouts provided. There are even discussion guides. You can also explore the biblical roots of the Mass. And there are links to a wide variety of biblical sources that will benefit both teachers and students of the sacred scriptures. Just go to wordmadeclear.org to experience our free online Bible study program. Again, it's free at wordmadeclear.org. It's the Word of God. Enjoy. Back to focus on the liturgy, we are breaking open the Eucharistic prayer. Uh, for those listening, this one particular is the Eucharistic prayer for various needs and occasions. It's one of the 13 approved Eucharistic prayers for use in the United States. We And we just talked about the uh, institution narrative, the words of consecration, the, um, the, the, every Eucharistic prayer has it. It's where the words and the, the words of Christ are pronounced over the gifts. And, and right before the break, we ended because that, that those words of consecration, Jesus, the words are, do this in memory of me. He commands. It's not a, it, he says, do this. And, and Todd, you were saying, like, there's a little bit more to it than just offering this Eucharist. Uh, there's, there's something maybe uh, more abundant than, than what some of us are thinking. Well, like I said, I, I always, the, the question just strikes me, do what? In yeah. memory of him. And then, and we were saying, yes, certainly gather as the body on the Lord's day. Yes, certainly offer bread and wine. Yes, mm-hmm. certainly, uh, you know, share the body and the blood. But do what in memory of me? And I, I think it goes back to the preface to the very, offer yourselves like I am. You know, surrender yeah. yourself as I am doing. Do this in memory of me. 
offer your body, offer your blood to your brothers and sisters, offer yourself to the world as I have done. Do this in memory of me. And I think that that's, I mean, it's a great insight for us to reflect on um, in that fuller context because it, it really then leads to the dismissal ultimately where we are called to live as Eucharist in the world, yes. if you will. Like we are the body and blood. We are the sacramental presence of Christ in the world. So that's a, a great insight that, that at least I wasn't pondering before our conversation. Um, so yeah, I, li- I love that. That's and, a- that, and, that and then that, again, in every Eucharistic prayer, it leads to the memorial acclamation. The memorial acclamation, the anamnesis, the memory or remembering. And so the presider says the mystery of faith. Um, and the one thing I always love about this is the rubric, this is the one part of the liturgy um, in the Eucharistic prayer that's reserved for the assembly. The presider is not to recite um, the, the memorial acclamation. And so there are three options in the missal. Um, and uh, we, I'm, we, we can talk about that if you want, but, but there are three. We proclaim your death when we eat this bread and save us, Savior of the world. Um, you might use one more than the others in your parish, but they each break open a particular uh, aspect of, of the mystery or they invite us into that. But the notice mystery of faith. The mystery of faith. But notice they, the, the, the language changes it, here. The address exactly. changes, right? Which is why the presider isn't saying it, because he is celebrating in persona Christi Capitas, like in the person of Christ the head, and it is us then who, who are offering this prayer to Christ, um, or acclimating, if you will. Because up until this moment, as we pointed out earlier, the prayer is addressed to God the Father. Yet, who is addressed in the memorial acclamation? Christ. We proclaim your death, O Lord. We are speak. We are yeah. we are addressing Christ at this moment. We profess your resurrection until you come again, or one of the other ones. Save us, Savior of the world. We we're, right. we are addressing Christ, the second person of the Trinity, at this moment. Yeah. So it, it you're right. There's that shift in it. I was at a parish recently. I won't. It was not in Chicago. I will say that. Um, and uh, they're still using one of the old acclamations from the. Christ has died. Christ, Christ is, is risen. Dead. Christ will come again. And I just thought, oh, like it's unfortunate. You re- you it's really been ten, ten years. <laughs> Why are you still doing this? But, but that one doesn't address anybody, right? And that's what I was going to bring up. It, it's more of a profession of faith, if you will, um, it, or you know, kind of wrapped up. Is it's just a statement. We know Christ has died. Christ is risen, and Christ will come again. Um, and that, it, so that's why it doesn't really fit this. And it was an addition to the the right. sacramentary. It was not in the original uh, Latin. Latin text. It was something that was added. So that's why it was removed, um, because it didn't fit the model. It didn't fit what what was intended in this part of the prayer in right. the first place. Can you still say Christ has died? Christ. I mean, you can do that um, outside of the liturgy. You can. Right. Um, Sister Yvonne used to tell us in school. She's like, if you're ever dying and and, you, and nobody, uh, you know, you're trying to tell them you're Catholic, just repeat that. <laughs> That'll help them remember. So, mystery of faith. This part it's addressed to to uh, Christ, and then we go back to addressing the Father, mm-hmm. and this is the anamnesis. This right. This is the the uh, every Eucharistic prayer has the the memorial. Therefore, Holy Father, as we celebrate the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Savior, whom you led through his passion and death on the cross to the glory of the resurrection, and whom you have seated at your right hand, we proclaim the work of your love until he comes again. And we offer you the bread of life 
and the chalice of blessing. This, so we recall the anamnesis, yep. where, where, which is funny because that sounds like, we always talk about this, that sounds like what English word? Uh, amnesia. Which means to forget. Right. But in Greek, the ana is the negating. Right. It's the negating property of the word. So this is the not forgetting. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> the anamnesis, the, re- the memorial of all that God the Father yeah. has done through Christ. Yeah, and then it continues then with, with that oblation. Um, Look with favor on the oblation of your church in which we show forth the paschal sacrifice of Christ that has been handed on to us and grant that by the power of the spirit of your love we may be counted now and until the day of eternity among the members of your Son in whose body and blood we have communion. Almost, we talked about it during that last break, it's another prayer for the Spirit. Another prayer asking God to send that the Spirit do something by the power of the Spirit of your love. May we be counted now as members of your Son, in whose body and blood we have communion. Again, it sets it all up for the final part, which we'll get to after this last break. So stick with us. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, it's Timothy Johnston here from Liturgy Training Publications. Over the past few months, I'm sure you've found yourself at home more, whether it's working from home or watching live stream masses on Sunday mornings. As we begin adjusting to this at the beginning of the pandemic, one of the things I missed the most was gathering with friends at the parish. That's why we at LTP have created this new virtual gathering series called Living the Sunday Word. We meet virtually on Thursday evenings each week and reflect on the upcoming Sunday readings. And with that, we share stories to help us more fully reflect on the Word of God. I'm inviting each of you to join us, a group of friends meeting virtually from all parts of the country. So visit ltp.org for more information and to register. You won't want to miss this. Do you have a gently used laptop or desktop computer that is gathering dust in your home? Consider donating to our Catholic Charities Veterans Computer Project. We will clean out your device, give it new software, and repurpose it for a veteran who is looking for employment. Your gift will make an incredible difference in a veteran's ability to find a job. Catholic Charities provides veteran services throughout Lake and suburban Cook Counties, giving participants an array of professional and personal support. Our veterans have served our country, and it is our privilege to serve them. To learn more about Catholic Charities Veterans Services and the Veterans Computer Project, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. We 
are wrapping up the Eucharistic prayer here on Focus on the Liturgy. Uh, we've been talking about the Liturgy of the Eucharist. Of course, the Eucharistic prayer is at the very heart of the second major part of the uh, the, the Mass. And um, Timothy, we, we, we've gone through the various parts of the Eucharistic prayer, and now, again, every Eucharistic prayer has them. We, we come to intercessions, where, where, where again, we, we intercede to God in ver- for very specific things. Yes, very specific things. So this part of the prayer begins, um, which will be familiar, bring your church, O Lord, to perfect faith and charity together with Francis, our Pope, the bishop, in our case, it's uh, Cardinal Supich, and with all the bishops, priests, and deacons, and the entire people, so all the baptized, so you get, kind of get that ordered, um, the way we're yeah. ordered, if you will. The ordered body of the church, where so the first intercession is always for the church. And so bringing us together so that we can pray um, for the needs of our brothers and sisters, inspire in us words and actions to comfort those who labor and are burdened, Make us serve them truly after the example of Christ and at his command. I, 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 again, I just think those, I think that, that's such a powerful intercession. Open our eyes to the needs of our yeah. brothers and sisters. Oh my gosh, just it's open our eyes, inspire us, help us to comfort those who labor and are burdened. Make us serve them. Truly. <laughs> yes. Like that's. Uh, so, so yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's not the, they're not set up in the same sort of intercessory form that we heard earlier in the mass, but, but they are intercessory right. that open our eyes, make us serve them, and may your church stand as a living witness to truth and freedom, to peace and justice, that all people may be raised up to a new hope. A new hope, not, not a hope in the government, yeah. not a hope in power, not a hope in money, not a hope right. in fame. It's a new hope. Like the hope of eternal life. Yes. Like it is the hope of resurrection. Yep. And then we said this during the break. I love this next part of the intercessions. And then it continues. Remember our brothers and sisters, and then you would possibly name folks um, that have died in your parish. Because it says, remember our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the peace of your Christ and all the dead whose faith you alone have known. And I think that line is important because it is God himself who judges. Yep. It is God himself who knows. Um, and but we offer them up in prayer, everyone who has died, no matter who, what. I have to say something real quick. Yeah. Long after I've died, long after anybody who's ever known me and who might be praying for me has died, the church will still be praying for me. Yeah, exactly. Long after anybody who knew me and could possibly pray for me after I've died. I'll still be prayed for. I, I, that's, that's terribly comforting to me because every yeah. Eucharistic prayer does this. Remember our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep and all the dead. You know, and every time this part of the prayer comes up, uh, depending on where I'm at in my own life, I think of my grandparents. I name, I think I of, name, I name family yeah. and friends who have died at like, this point in my head. Yeah, people that, for whatever reason, they're on my heart at that point. Yep. And so yep. I, I exactly. keep that in mind. So we pray for the church, we pray for the poor and our brothers and sisters, and then we pray for the dead. And only then, after we've done all of that, only then do we pray for yeah. ourselves. Where we say, grant us all, or grant also to us when our earthly pilgrimage is done, that we may come to an eternal dwelling place and live with you forever. And the last part of that that wraps up, so we're praying that we too will have a share in this eternal life, but in communion with our Blessed Virgin uh, Mother, with St. Joseph, her spouse, the apostles, the martyrs, and all the saints. So again, 
putting us in the context of the bigger church. Like we are part of this um, communion of saints and that we hope to one day be in that place. Yep. And then it, it continues to say, we ask all of this basically through Jesus Christ, your son, through him mm -hmm. and with him and in him. This is the doxology. Through him and with him and in him. O God, almighty father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. And so, again, we offer this prayer to God through Christ. In, in the, Christ. In the power <laughs> with and Christ, unity yes. of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. yeah. Through, with, and in. Uh, like, it's profound. This is the great doxology. Yep. Every Eucharistic prayer has it. And, of course, that this whole prayer, at the end of this, this whole prayer then is acclaimed by the whole body of Christ that has gathered with the great Amen. Amen. So be it. This let it be. Like that's what we we affirm what has been prayed. Yep. And what we have prayed along with the the presider who is verbalizing our prayer. I always encourage people and to our listeners. Uh, and Timothy, there are LTP resources you can quickly mention. But it, it, everybody, every Catholic, should have the experience. Pray these Eucharistic prayers on your own. Yeah. Meditate on them. Um, pray them. Pray them uh, like Lexio. Uh, you can get them. You can find them online. You could. You know, the missalettes have them. Mm -hmm. The missal has them. Every, uh, uh, many people have their own uh, personal missal. But sure. to to use these prayers in your own personal prayer and reflection, I guarantee the next time yeah. you participate in mass. Uh, it will be different. And LTP has a specific. Yeah, I just, we, we've talked about this on the show before. We had Sister Joyce Ann Zimmerman on, gosh, maybe more than a year ago now. I didn't want yeah. to remember. But her book, How Deep the Mystery, she's basically takes uh, different prayer texts, including some of the Eucharistic prayers, the prefaces and parts of that, and, and shows you how to do Lexio with them and to pray with them and, and provide some great tools for reflection. So I'd invite you to look at that um, on our website at uh, ltp.org. It's How Deep the Mystery. Um, and there's uh, lots of other great resources as, as well, of course, that you can find on the Mass and just looking at, you know, what is Mass? Jeremy Driscoll has has something on what is Mass. Yep. Just a great, easy uh, read. So, so check to, it out. To do basically what we are doing mm -hmm. here on our show in this periodic series, to take various parts yeah. of the, the Mass, to break them open, to plumb them, for their richness, for the truths that they convey to us. Yeah, and they d they help us deepen our spiritual life, um, help us enter more fully into the Paschal Mystery. This coming Sunday, I hope you hear the Eucharistic prayer in a different way. I hope you pray it in a different That's right. way. We'll be back next month. God bless everyone. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.